This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 264, Super Extra Kingdom Guide. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. man hunter we are you and i are both this was a funny episode getting ready here because we're also you and i both playing some asynchronous twilight imperium to prepare for our upcoming galactic council asynchronous twilight imperium episode which means Mm -hmm. now my brain's always trying to pay attention to the slowest game of twilight imperium i've ever played yeah yeah we're playing literally now I am always playing Twilight <laughs> Imperium. I'm technically now never not playing. Exactly. Which is finally I've reached the idea, the nirvana of Twilight Imperium. I will never ever not be playing this game mm-hmm. until I want on I, the day I die. Yeah. I want the last thing I see is on my Discord notifications to get us a, uh, a ping that it's my turn. And you say That's what I want. And you say I. Uh, Speaking of playing TI all the time, I wanted to give a special announcement and shout out to the Community Plays TI community. You know those crazy folks that all as one huge hive mind play a single faction at a time? Uh, They are starting a new, I'm I'm calling it a season for them, they're starting a new game. Um, And very specifically, they wanted me to, to note this one because Wecker has finally finished a monumental project which is getting fog of war working and oh. then and supposedly the next game of community plays ti will be a fog of war game of twilight imperium as a community so the the map will look like a mystery to you until you go out and explore it and you will not know who your neighbors are until you discover them i believe is is even as far as it goes so wow. uh, I'm really excited. I, I would love to play this time, yeah. but that's what I said last time, <laughs> and I didn't play then. Yeah. <laughs> but I really like Fog of War. I think it's actually yeah. the, the perfect option for yes. this type of game. Very much um, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tune into it, it. I don't know that I'll play or take part, but I'll, I'll definitely uh, you know keep, keep a closer eye on it than others. I'll probably request to be the captain of a team and then not really <laughs> Never hold pull that my power. weight. Yeah. You know, just kind of put pressure on the other captains mostly <laughs> to pick up the weight that I'm uh, that I'm not that I'm putting down. Yeah. Um, that's probably what I'll do. Yeah. Yeah. I I I like to exist as an excuse for EJ to shout things. You know, like EJ yeah. gets to go in there and shout things about me. That feels like a really perfect kind of atmosphere. Uh, yeah. But today, Ooh. today we have a super guide for a faction that in the most recent codex only got one new thing one single just one new component turns out though we got to rewrite the whole the whole stinking guide mm-hmm. we haven't we have an old guide for xcha i yep. would say throw the whole thing out throw out yep. the entire thoughts and yep. directions of xcha because today uh-huh. is the beginning of new xcha proper omega xcha is now yeah Old extra is dead. Long reign the new extra. All right. Um, Until yeah, it changes again, and we kill it, and then there's another new extra, and we just no, keep doing no. that. No, 
this extra is forever. I got a feeling, okay? <laughs> I got a feeling. I mean, what? Is Dane going to circle back around uh -huh. and do an Omega Omega? No way. Never. If I know Dane, and I do know Dane, <laughs> Dane, Dane style is mess up once, <laughs> fix it once. Mess up once, fix it yeah. also once. Live, there we go. Live with what's new. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a one and done... <laughs> And then one, again, kind of system, okay? <laughs> one time. No, one time one we're time, doing this. And then the extra then, time. And then one additional time. Yes. yes also. Right, also. Right. One more go. Okay. So uh, let's get into it because it actually feels like a lot to cover now since so many things have been recontextualized for extra. We have to sort of yep. introduce you to this new faction. And so uh -huh. to introduce you, we start the same way we always start. Let's just kind of overview all of these yep. comp components. We will uh, we will try to save the the chunky analysis for later on but we're going to give a cursory glance at all of these things so here it is here's extra extra as a faction starts with the following units one only one carrier two cruisers four infantry three fighters and they do have a pds at home uh, they also start with the tech graviton laser systems which is the off forgotten about yellow tech that allows you to uh, basically shoot your pds at non-fighters exclusively wow yeah yeah it is uh it is a tech that i would say is pretty much only useful in their hands um, would I start with a different tech if I could? Oh, dang, you right. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely would start with a different tech. Um, but it's, I would say it's from, there was there was an interesting evolution of Extra. Extra in base game was the PDS faction. Right. Because nobody, nobody was really good at it. And then POK introduced a lot of reasons for a bunch of other people to be PDS factions. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good for them. Uh, so then it felt like, okay, Extra isn't really a PDS faction anymore. I'm going to make an argument today that they've kind of split the difference yeah. now um, in that there is some value to it, okay. I think. Okay. Uh, their home system, they have two planets. One of them is a 2-3, two, two resources, three influence, and the other is a 1-1, one, one, which means they're one of those people that do not start with enough money for tech in the early game, and yep. they don't have a good production center to start the game, right? They, that that mm -hmm. two resources means four production means, uh-oh, we lack four production capacity. Yeah, how many bad things does Extra have going on? <laughs> we got a two-planet home system, which we, we don't... We don't love that except for um, for push boundaries. Yeah. Um, and it's not three planets, so even for that, it's like a, a minimal um, kind of advantage. We do have three influence on a planet. Mm. That's not so bad. Um, but, you know, overall, don't really love the home system situation. Yep. They do have four commodities, which is at least a step in a better direction. Four commodities mm -hmm. is not so bad. And their uh, abilities are as follows. Peace Accords, after you resolve the primary or secondary of diplomacy, you may gain control of one planet other than Mechatorex that does not contain any units and is adjacent to a planet you control. Uh, this used to seem like a fine ability, but never get used because diplomacy was so bad. But these days, diplomacy, a little bit, little bit more in favor, a little bit more popular as things go. And we'll talk more later, extra uh specifically seems to like diplomacy uh quite a lot but uh so this, yeah. this ability has has risen in power recently i think so i th i think uh it also you'll see when we get to the agent but it's got a lot of synergy with mm -hmm. the agent um peace accords is 
a um, decent ability, I think, overall. Yeah. And maybe even better than their other ability. Yeah, I their other say. ability is Quash. When an agenda is revealed, you may spend one command counter, one command token from strategy to discard that agenda and reveal one new from the top of the agenda deck. There is a, a veto action card that does this exact same thing. Um, right. You do have to have the command counters available to be able to do this ability. Uh, and it comes in handy, right? It's it it's got its moments in the sun. Yeah, I would say its its value has gone down though with Codex Three. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was insanely valuable <laughs> with their old hero, right? Um, it no longer has that functionality because the old hero is gone. Yep. I don't feel like it has much value in the new hero situation, right? Um, except for. The kind of classic situation, which is just I quash an agenda that make me sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and you can still do that. You could always do that. I just feel like it's kind of reverted back to essentially its base game uh, purpose, with the possible exception of now spending a strategy token from your strategy pool. Um, if you're having a great day, as extra will feel like absolutely nothing. Yeah, it's a drop do. in the bucket these days, yeah. which is going to come up a lot. Uh, we'll, we'll, I, I feel like we can even get ahead of the idea. We won't. We, I, we haven't introduced the hero yet, but Extra swims in in cash these days, and and thus swims mm. in tokens. Well, to, um, to, I, I definitely would not get cocky about it. Yeah, I'll okay, say that's that. that's um, fair and sure. true. You can you um, can you can throw that out there as like kind of a a that that's where we want to be. Yes, right. Totally, um, totally. But, totally. Uh, their flagship is the Lankara Sodu. It rolls two dice on a seven. It moves one. It's got three capacity, so kind of your average flagship. Uh, it has sustained damage, and its special ability is that it has space cannon three times five, so it's got that kind of experimental battle stations thing going on. It can shoot into... Uh, you may use this unit space cannon against ships in adjacent systems, so it's basically its own little mini PDS2 network that you can move around the board. Right. This used to feel like the crux of the whole faction. We even mm-hmm. argued for a while that they're not even a PDS faction. They're just a this flagship faction, sure. and yeah, yeah. this flagship is still pretty good, uh, and uh, we like to get it on the board. I don't know that I feel the need to like crazy rush it as much as maybe i used to although with how much money comes around in pok it's not always that hard to get this flagship out round one or two yeah yeah no and and hopefully again uh hopefully you will be uh very economically viable uh in round three and round four and round five or maybe even just maybe just round four and five um and you'll be able to get this out uh no problemo yeah um their mech uh, basically has the exact same ability. It's right. called the Indomitus. Um, it hits uh, one on a uh, one die on a six like normal. It has sustained damage, but it also has space cannon one on one on an eight. Right, and can also fire into adjacent systems PDS two style. Yeah, so there yep. you go. The the one on an eight kind of negligible, right? Not not like the most. It's it's hard to hit those, but hey, sometimes they're there and they they help a little bit. Their promissory note is called political favor. When an agenda is revealed, remove one token from the extra player strategy pool and then discard the agenda. And reveal one new from the top of the agenda deck. Sounds familiar. It's literally the exact same thing as quash. And right. the problem with the political favor has always been why sell this ahead of time when you can just wait and sell the quash when people want it. There's always the arguments of just like, you know, if it's worth something to somebody, you know, do the sale. But generally speaking, because it is exactly quash and extra can just get paid in the agenda phase itself to quash a thing. eh, It's not the easiest thing to hand out around the table and nor should you always want to do that. 
um i would say overall not not really very useful um it, it it's never really made sense because of everything that matt just said yeah. um and the changes don't make it make more sense right um I mean, the only thing you got is that if you are in some sort of very desperate situation and you need the money now, if someone is interested in it, then, uh, like, perhaps maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they played politics and they got to see the agendas, but for some reason they put them on top. Yeah. That's insane, by the way. <laughs> um, maybe Nalu has taken a look at the top agenda mm -hmm. and sees and doesn't like it and thinks it's no good. Um, you're, this is not, it's not easy to peddle this one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody, nobody's going to just jump at the idea of buying it um, because it all is dependent on a very specific scenario. Yeah. Um, and then, be, then them being like, Ooh, very good. It also does not have uh, the sole uh, aspect of if your strategy pool is empty, then you can play it. Is right. that correct, Matt? That is correct. There was one hilarious day where Dane tried to issue some errata that would allow for L1 Z1X's old note and this note to do that. And then he realized that breaks the board game. The whole game explodes oh. at when basically if, if extra can go into an agenda phase with no command tokens and strategy and can just quash infinitely, that's not very good. <laughs> so Dane quickly uh, reversed yes. that ruling and mm. said, oh no, it's quite important that they actually be able to afford to quash. <laughs> I'm sniffing right now. Oh, I don't yeah. think you can hear it because of my noise gate. And uh -huh. uh, 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 that idea smells funky to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm starting to figure out maybe why that would be a problem. Uh, maybe if we discard the entire agenda deck, we'll see. Yeah, what maybe happens. maybe things get get weird. Uh, their leaders, their agent is as an action exhaust this card to ready any planet. If that planet is in a system that is adjacent to a planet you control, you may remove one infantry from that planet and return it to its reinforcements. There's a lot of text in that. When mostly all you ever do with this agent is ready one of your own planets, yep. and that's yes. it. That's the only that's thing the you're purpose. ever going to do. It is almost never worth killing one infantry of someone else's and letting them get a planet refreshed. It's never more yeah. worth it to do that than to that's, just refresh one of your own planets. That's that that ain't that ain't it. Um, <laughs> uh, nice try, Dane. Trying to get creative there, but I just stop at exhaust this card to ready any planet, and yep. then I stop reading. Yep. Um, and then honestly, it com it it now combos very well with the new hero, mm -hmm. uh, being able to uh, flip your planet back over, and it's just kind of where your strength is now. I yep. guess extra has become some sort of planet optimization yeah. faction i guess <laughs> is like what they are it's, it's very strange how the theme of them has uh you know evolved yeah they're supposed to be the diplomacy uh faction and to me the funny story of diplomacy is that diplomacy used to be primarily the do not attack this system uh strategy card right that was like the entire purpose of diplomacy and that never was like worth quite enough so eventually like in ti4 they added the fact that you would refresh some planets it's just sort of like a, oh here's a little bit on top and then now it feels like that's the primary thing of like diplomacy is the planet refreshing th and so which means extra in the new extra has become a diplomacy faction again because it's not about stopping stuff but it's about refreshing planets like crazy and so we've come full circle even though it's not at all in the way either of these things were intended as uh so yeah we we refresh planets we like diplo to refresh more planets we just keep getting planets over and over and over again our commander is each planet you exhaust to cast votes 
provides one additional vote. Game effects cannot prevent you from voting on an agenda. And the unlock for that is to control yeah. planets that have a combined total influence of 12. 12 total influence. You start with four at home, right? So you're on the hunt for eight more influence out there in the wild to unlock this thing. Obviously, you don't even need it until the first agenda phase happens. So it's not like it's the biggest rush in the world. Uh, but it's not a bad little commander. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of funny that it's one that you... It's another one of those ones where you kind of like are naturally going to get this because you already start out with four. You know what I mean? All mm -hmm. you're doing is picking up eight more, yeah. um, which hopefully you have a slice that gets that. And if you don't, then I got somebody that will help you out with that. <laughs> um, although, no, it wouldn't work for that, would it? It would not help with uh, unlocking no. the commander. The hero wouldn't. Interesting. Nope. Um, so you really got to keep track of how that hero works, with, which we're going to talk about in just a second. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about the alliance yet. I'm going to save that for whenever we get to uh, trading a meta. But the spoiler is that I don't think we give out that alliance so yeah. much anymore. And maybe you can kind of put together why after you hear about this hero. Yeah. Um, but the, my favorite part about it is game effects cannot prevent you yep. from voting on this agenda. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, being able to write her however we want and then just vote is uh, one of the most uh, freeing aspects of extra's prowess yep. in the agenda phase because that's another way that we sort of changed extras now extra is very agenda focused whereas before they were just kind of merely yeah slightly makes them uh, a weird partner with the new calaris too calaris has an, an extra writer promissory note they can just give out at any time and extra can just like use it and not care about any ad it's yeah just what, what yeah. a goofy thing it's, all around it's very weird but let's get to this hero which is the reason for the season omega political data nexus omega the casino is gone and now their hero is not a purge hero unlike yeah. every single other hero all of them right. purge except for this one and i mean you can maybe argue titans right because titans just like attaches whatever we're not getting to that this sure. one does not sure. get purged when you exhaust planets combine the values of their resources and influence treat the combined value as if it were both resources and influence so let's talk about a few things that this does mean and a few things that this doesn't mean right Right. Because what it's saying is when you exhaust planets, uh, yeah. you do not exhaust planets as part of production capacity. Right. So this right. does not increase any of your production capacity on any planets. But when right. you spend planets for money to build stuff, now you're using more money. You exhaust planets when you vote. So we are in increasing the total vote value of all of our planets. Um, so those are the two main things we spend resources or influence for objectives, right? At, in in yeah, the status phase, right. we get objectives with this ability. So this helps us with a lot of things, but it does not in increase production capacity and it does not change the inherent values of those planets when it comes to things like unlocking your commander or sure. things like uprising action card. When you would use the uprising action card mm -hmm. to get the total value of resources of that planet it's not the extra total it's the printed total or like if you were playing like mining initiative on yes. yourself 
you would not combine those values in that window. It's only when you're spending that right. they gain this, which still applies to quite a lot. Quite a lot. It applies to uh, important stuff like scoring objectives. That's yep. a spend. Yep. Okay. Uh, it applies to voting in the agenda phase. That's a spend. Right. So we've got our commander giving us plus one on every single planet during the agenda phase. And now we've got this hero that's like, you know, doubling yeah. or even in some cases, maybe even tripling our vote total yeah because we're bringing all the resources in too now yeah it is insane it's very fun to look at it in uh if you play online on tts or, or ttpg to just see your vote total listed there <laughs> is obnoxious and hilarious yeah. at the same time <laughs> this hero has drastically shifted extra's play style so if if you're happy if you if you wanted extra to change here we go yeah it, extra is a very different faction now what's weird is I feel like this hero has kind of warped the entire faction yeah. around this ability now and some abilities and some aspects of the faction are now just kind of gone <laughs> and, and and no longer yeah it's not that they they won't be used ever that's not true it's that they are no longer we're not we're not building off of that ability right it used to be and it's funny this faction used to uh be like this with the flagship right we would sort of say that extra is just like a faction that specializes in this flagship that can shoot with space cannon right um now we've got one better yeah now we are a, a a faction with some sort of weird unlock our economic powerhouse we're like hakan if they had to wait yeah and qualify to be hakan right instead of just being hakan <laughs> you know that's a funny way to put that uh, because I do think it's really easy right now for everyone to kind of get really hot on extra and be like, they are incredible. They're unstoppable. But like you uh -huh. already sort of had to do Hunter with me is like, Hey, they're better. They were pretty bad before they were quite bad right. before. Right. And now they're better. That does not mean they are this like unstoppable economic powerhouse. They have to earn it and yep. then do something with it. So, uh, right. New they extra earn it by doing, they have yeah. to earn it by doing things that they're not good at. Yeah, yeah. The record. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> so Scoring like points. In, in that way, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, yeah, yeah. Extra, extra has to basically score fast yes. at the early game. And we've yeah. already covered they got one carrier, and they have less uh, than four resources mm -hmm. at home for tech. Yeah. That's like how we measure a good early game start at this point is... Right. Do you have enough resources to tech round one? Uh, and do you start with uh, 2C4I? Right. And, and extra passes, neither of those. Their starting tech is bunk bogus. Yeah. It's nothing. Right. Um, we have four commodities, and that's a point in their favor. And yeah. then from then on, it gets a little more you right. know, complicated. They've got a good, they've got a good agent yep. for round one. Yep. There's a lot of things that can like kind of help them do this, but they've also got all these little elements that make it hard to get there. And you should always remember, there are some factions in this world that just get there. You yeah, know what I mean? That right. just like just they start there. and they're like, I'm going to have a great start. Yeah. Like you um, said, Hakan might as well start the game with 10 trade goods. Like that's yeah. basically where they're at. It's just like, yeah, yeah. And I have kind of an assumed value of 10 trade goods. So, uh, yo, and, <laughs> um, I've yet to see someone do, I, I've brought this up several times on the podcast. I've always wanted someone to kind of do, uh, some, some science here, but overall plastic that you build early in the game, mm Hmm is much more important and does a lot more over the course of a game than plastic you build later in the game. Yeah. And Extra's current situation 
is that about halfway through the party, they show up yeah. to the party. Right. You know what I mean? So, yes, when they show up, it's loud. It's crazy. Yeah. We're, we're, ta- we're going to be talking about War Sons later. This is a wild episode, everybody. <laughs> but they are showing up late. Yeah. And I want you to keep that in mind. Yeah. They're America and Axis and Allies. They just sit yes. in the corner yeah. until they're suddenly relevant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's finish with their faction techs uh, before we get into kind of everything else, because they do still have these faction techs. And I still theorize that these things could could come into fashion, but I haven't seen it in game yet. So clearly, actually, nobody cares about them. But let's talk about them. Instinct training requires one green technology and its ability is you may exhaust this card and spend one token from your strategy pool. When another player plays an action card, cancel that action card. So they get a sabotage on the house. This sabotage can sabotage sabotages, right? So that's very Mm -hmm. powerful. That's very good. It costs a whole token, though, which used to be that's it. That's why this is no good. You do not right. have the token economy to afford it. But nowadays, you probably by round four are starting to earn a token economy. And in round five, you probably definitely have a token economy when this is the most relevant, right? When you're doing your last ditch effort crazy moves that you need to make sure you can sabotage through other stuff. This right. has great timing with that. So theoretically, it's there. However, it requires a green and we, uh, I don't know that we're going we don't there. Have we'll one. talk about that yeah. more later, but we do not start with a green. And so this tech is still a little little bit on the fence, but it's certainly improved, right? It has certainly improved with this new hero. It's certainly cheaper. Yeah. That's all I'll say about it. Right, right. Their second faction tech is nullification field, which requires two yellows. You start with one. So really it just requires one more yellow. Mm-hmm. After another player activates a system that contains one or more of your ships, this is a part I forget about often, ships, yep. not just your planets, not ships. even just your units, must be ships, you may exhaust this card and spend one token from your strategy pool, immediately end that player's turn. I will note, yep. ending player's turns is a big big deal these days especially. There's, there's sure. all sorts yeah, of little yeah. things that that can kind of impact. Um, once again, it's a command counter thing, but again... All of these command counter abilities feel cheaper in the late game. So uh, a minor improvement to nullification field as well. Although, once again, are we going down yellow tech? Mm. I think POK already kind of hurt nullification field so much yeah. because a lot of the Windslay heroes can find ways around nullification field. Yeah. Um, and if Mahakt is in your game, forget about it. Mahakt doesn't even mm-hmm. see this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mahakt can... Mahakt can annihilate this on several counts. Right. Um, Mahakt can just try again. Right. Uh, and uh-oh, it's exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mahakt can use Benediction on your home system yeah. in order to move the ships out of it so that we never even get a chance to use this. Right, right. So, I don't know. I, re- I, I, it has too many little, it has too many little um, niche zones where yep. it's not actually helping me is right. my problem with it. The real failing of both of these techs, and I think it's now more apparent than ever, is the fact that they both exhaust when they use them. That used to be like, ah, yeah. that's kind of annoying, but also how often can I ever afford it anyways? And now that they both exhaust and they are definitively once per game or per, once yeah. per round uses, that's extraordinarily annoying. Like now now it's like we need biostims to get anything out of this. And even then it's not very much like imagine these two techs if you were only limited by your command counters and we're talking about this new extra, right? That's two very different techs. 
But the fact yeah. that both of these are once used, like you said, Mahawks just walks right through it. Anybody, there's so many people that can just get around it. A single player with warfare can get around nullification field, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it, it, yeah, both of these things suffer. They got slightly improved, but they are the the new norm is certainly not. Oh my gosh! All of a sudden, these two faction techs are amazing. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, we'll we'll talk about them more. Uh, later but that's that's kind of the precursor to all this so hunter early game we've kind of talked about it we're not good at a lot of things but we're focusing anyways on getting that hero unlocked yeah so matt our priority has to be here to get the hero unlocked as soon as we possibly can um we don't have a whole lot going for us outside of the hero and the hero is mega big time fun time yeah so what's the fastest we can get it unlocked well probably round two right we need to score uh two publics and we need to score one secret, which means critically, and this is like the first time I've ever, we've, neither of us have ever said anything like this on the show. When you draw secrets uh, as extra, you're having a fun time because what you're looking for <laughs> is a secret and you're going to try and score it right now. Yes. So you you want you want a scorable secret by the end of round two is what you would like. Right. Now, you just because you don't get that doesn't mean that you're not going to, that you have no shot at your game. But I think it's a world of difference between unlocking the hero at the end of round two and unlocking at the end of round three. And by the way, people are already pretty wise to this hero, so they will do things to mess you up, which is very sad because you're you're kind of in that Winu situation. Yeah. Where people are like, where you have a bad start and people are still afraid of you, which is obnoxious. Right. Um, So, yeah. We wanna we wanna pick a secret and we wanna plan to score ASAP. We're not picking a secret for the late game. Yeah. That'll come that'll come later if right. at all. That's you know the, what I mean? that's the big difference here is so many factions, you see any secret objective that says action phase on it, and you're like, that one, because I'll find a time and late game it'll be a good swing round and all that. Extra does not necessarily go straight for the action phase one. If it, mm-hmm. if it's bombard some planets, I don't no. know if that's happening no. right away. But no if way. it's if it's, you know, uh whatever have x amount of planets with influence or something and you're going for that anyways like you can see your slice or what's the example i gave earlier that's like the easiest thing in the world threaten enemies just send a cruiser go park next to somebody stuff like that is just absolutely choice because you just need to score it now right yeah so we want to we it's got to be something that we think we can score round one or round two doesn't really matter we're not i'm not going to describe a magic christmas christmas lance scenario where we score Round one. We're just going to leave that to uh, the weirdos out there. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, so, so we're we're getting those scored. Uh, let's talk then about our strategy cards, shall we? And we can kind of yeah. talk about these in relation to round one. But I think we're going to extrapolate a lot and talk about uh, later rounds as well. So we yeah, will start totally. with number one: leadership. The gain three command tokens and buy a bunch more. Um, you noted earlier that they have a two, three at home. So do mm-hmm. do they like leadership more? I don't think they really need leadership in most situations. The only situation I can think of is when lead from the front comes out as one of the first two public yeah, objectives, right? Just because, um, essentially all we care about is scoring. We're, we're what's really fun about extra is we are not going to talk about custodians today. You are not getting custodians. You do not <laughs> care who gets custodians. You are not about that. I do not feel like it's in their kit at all. Yeah. And if anybody tells you that it is in their kit, they're goofing around. Okay, they're they're lying to you. They're right. messing with you. Okay, <laughs> it's just not there. I've I've looked. I've yeah. I've, I've seen it. Yeah. Um, we what we care about is getting that hero unlocked, which means all we care about is scoring objectives. And remember, custodians' point does not count. 
right? Towards unlocking your hero, right? So even let's say even someone listens to this and is like, I cooked up a way to actually get custodians. I'm gonna be like, congratulations, you have such a creative mind, but you are not like you're not going to try and tell me that you can get custodians and work on un unlocking that hero and i absolutely subscribe to the idea now that unlocking the hero is par uh pantom pantomount is that a word pantomount. Sure. paramount and paramount phantom mount pantomount <laughs> to our success i think is the word that it i'm is trying pantomime to say I'm to our success Listen, i just woke up um so i think overall leadership doesn't really have a place in our strategy um, we're going to be focusing on anything that I can imagine gets us lots of objectives. And I only named one for leadership. So yeah. I don't really like it. Yeah. Next up. And I'm glad we're getting this one out of the way. Cause it's the hot new hotness. It's, it's Diplo. Uh, Diplo. and so we refresh one planet with our agent. Uh, we can refresh two more. We can lock mm -hmm. down a system, locking down the system round one, not so big a deal, but, uh, Diplo is, cool because round one what does it do right we have that extra ability huh we can annex yeah. a planet we can just take one extra planet without even needing right. a command token you can almost always get into a position to use that obviously we would love to do it as a secondary too that can be sometimes nice but very it's not the most common thing in the world to take diplo but extra has this innate benefit with it you might as well take it yourself and diplo diplo never gets worse for you if you get the hero unlocked the way we're talking about right yeah um, I, I really love Diplo for extra at this point um, because of, honestly, this is kind of a weird way to put it, but if if somebody else will just take Warfare for you, yeah, um, which hopefully they do, uh, although they're, eh, I don't know, maybe they won't, it's going to allow us to explore like five planets. And one of the things that I'm kind of obsessed with when it comes to extra right now is getting attachments. Yeah. Attachments are going to help us immediately get more value right because it makes the planet worth more yeah and then when the hero comes online it makes it so that we can have a ridiculous amount of value focused on just a few planets yeah meaning that when the late game nasty bad stuff starts happening we only need to protect like a couple planets or maybe none at all right you know what i mean right um which i i think is an ideal uh situation yeah um so i i i like new diplo I, we call it new diplo it's uh, sorry it says new diplo in the in our notes in the, uh, in <laughs> it's our been notes, new for three years <laughs> it's pretty old at this point but diplo is uh good early in most cases it's uh, the way i would put it is like this diplo has kind of a similar value to trade for extra mm. with a more uh with a more higher level of possible optimal value going upward yeah whereas like trade is kind of always going to make you like a lot of money and, and I don't want to discredit how much money it is. There are times when Diplo can end up even on round one, giving you like a significant yeah. more value and, and even openness and even uh, allowing you to uh, score objectives that maybe you weren't able to score, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. I feel like Diplo in extra's hands round one, round two, round three, yeah. round four, round seven, whatever is just really versatile right um and i i think it i think they are absolutely the best faction for diplo i think that was true before the new hero and with the new hero it is insanely yeah, true it's insanely true uh, i i want to harp to that exploration point of just the idea that all of these uh exploration tokens these attachments 
Think about all the ones that are like annoying when they show up on the wrong planet. In my async yep. game right now, I got the plus one, plus two on Barrig, which is a three one. So I have a four three Barrig. That's so awkward and so ugly. But to extra, mm-hmm. that's just seven bucks, baby. And that's, that's seven, seven bucks, bucks two or three times. That's the right. value of the Titans home system that we all freak out about and lose our right. minds over and try to come up with crazy Titans plays of how to use that thing a couple times in a single round. And extra just like does it every single round from round three onwards or whatever yep. um, there's yep. no such thing as a bad attachment for for extra even on the tech skip industrials right the plus one plus one increasing yeah. the total value by two on Sounds like good. all these it's like it's all just so good so uh yeah yeah v- very cool get get the early explorers get out there and diplo it up let's talk about politics then because uh, you already prefaced this with custodians ain't the bag uh so is there any value in politics then I just don't, I mean, I, so it's really funny. I, we, we put a game up on YouTube this week, um, and this week being the week we recorded this, not the week of release, so it's right. been out for a little bit now. Um, and you can watch it, and it's me playing as extra. And I actually make a few mistakes, and in general, I'm kind of grumpy mm-hmm. uh, in this video. Uh, I ended up putting it on the YouTube mostly because of the late game. Yeah. Because the late, the late game is kind of, the late game of that particular game is sort of where I started to see, like, what is up with extra at this point? Yeah. Um, and I found that fascinating. But I made a mistake of taking politics in that game. And I felt like I got yeah. almost nothing out of it. My theory was, okay, I don't care about custodians, which means I can sell custodians to somebody else. Um, and then I found out that nobody really cared. Um, and that whoever was going to get custodians was just going to get custodians anyways. Yep. Um, and they did not need my help with that, which was kind of odd. It was mostly that every no one else could do it except for one player anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was just like this weird uh, situation. Um, I think that you're not going to get custodians without, I would say, sacrificing too much. Uh, If you do cook up a way to do it, you probably shouldn't even do that. Right, right. Um, So you don't need that aspect of it. So I would say the only situation where I would take uh, politics round one is if I I have to do the discard five action cards Mm -hmm. secret. Yeah. Um, which is a bummer. Uh, now, of course, you could always follow politics instead, right. but there might be other things that you have to follow uh, that are important to score the public objectives. So this is this yeah. situation I'm cooking up is like a really sad kind of uh, struggle uh, type situation yeah. for um, extra. And it'll be really funny because you'll take speaker and then you probably won't even take leadership yeah. round two, uh, which means you'll be giving away custodians to somebody else, whatever. Right. Um, if that makes sense to you, it makes sense to you. I still would take Diplo over politics like nine times out of ten. Right. Re- realistically, very rarely does Diplo get taken before politics. So if like if if politics is available to you, probably Diplo is too. However, that's not in the async game I'm playing. That's not true. I took Diplo yep. and politics was still out there and politics ended up not getting taken at all, which is in a whole insane other thing. But that's weird. But the point is. I want to throw one feather in the cap of politics, which is not very good, and I recognize that, but there is an argument that sometimes the stage ones are just not going to be doable for you in round one, but you can look at them and know exactly how you can set up for both of them going into round two, and if you see the writing on the wall that you're going to be way too late in the order or somebody else has their eyes on Imperial, it might be worth speaker token to take Imperial yourself to score two stage ones next round and still get that hero in line in the status phase or whatever. There's there's that kind of light argument. We're going to talk more about Imperial in a minute, but I could understand the situation aligning where, hey, speaker token is 
for some reason Diplo was already taken, blah blah blah. But I think if Diplo's still on the table, probably the money is is better than even the Imperial thing. Would you agree? Or I don't know. I yes. there's a part yeah. of me that's you, like you gun for objectives no matter what. I don't know. You absolutely I mean, I don't know. You absolutely do not need to take politics in order to get Imperial round right. two. Most that's of the time the people thing. don't even pick Imperial round two anyways. Right. So I would say the even the situation you're describing is not as solid. Yeah. I I was thinking what you were saying is Taking politics in order to ensure that you can score, yeah, like whatever let's say that a, is, two, right. two colors comes out, yes, yes, yes. and that's the only way you're going to score uh, next round. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Or even a structure objective comes out, and somebody's yeah. already taken construction. Okay, maybe you're going to need it in that way. Yeah, um, because I, I'm my whole game here is to desperately try and score uh, three times in round two. Yep. Meaning that if I have to play hoping someone else takes Imperial and I draw a secret I can score yep. and I score two secrets, I will hang on to that hope. Yeah, okay. For sure. I'm playing extra, okay? It's it's a real swingy, tough day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That yeah. early game is so hard. Yeah. Anyways. So it's kind of a last ditch effort. Uh construction here. Uh we've already sort of talked about like what we're kind of banking on is the money. Construction is generally a a solution for factions who don't have money and we're going to have that so is there a case for construction here outside of structure objectives yeah so structure objectives if we got to chase those we got to chase those um i'll say this i i ended up taking construction once um in my game and there wasn't structure objectives and it was because i was taking a tech path where i could easily throw pds2 into the mix okay yeah. and i wanted to make myself a very unattractive target yeah um i would say in that way it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, having a ludicrous amount of PDS shots is better than having just your flagship and some mechs. The mechs mm. are not very high value at all. They're yeah. basically going to whiff. Yeah. Um, flagship plus PDS2 and a couple PDS is a ludicrous amount yeah. of space cannon. Um, and that's not so bad uh, in the late game. And maybe can even help you a little bit in the early game if your neighbors are aggressive. Yeah. Um, so round one, though... I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to stick to um, it's probably all about the structure objectives or just pass on it in favor of Diplo. Diplo is real good. I yeah. don't know how many ways I could say that, but yeah. Diplo is real good in extra's hands. Yeah. Um, and you even kind of already talked about trade. So we kind of know trade's got its, its set amount of value pretty much. Diplo might be able to get you more. Um, if you're first pick and you need five trade goods, yeah, hey, trade's going to be hey, right there. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, you might double check Diplo and see which is actually going to make you more money. So trade, trade, trade is interesting because Diplo is like there's like hidden value with right. Diplo. Right. Um, trade is more like you're gonna just be able to look at the at the table and see see how much money trade is gonna make you. But there are definitely cases, and I mean, I don't want to overemphasize this. In round one, there's definitely gonna be cases where, uh, let's take trade because Hakan's in the game. Or let's yeah, take, yeah, let's right. take trade because both my neighbors are four commodity factions. Let's take trade because here's how much value I'm going to get round one with it. Yeah, that's great. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, in those cases, you may even get someone else to take Diplo. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. And then you having trade and them playing Diplo. That's you're pleased as punch at that. <laughs> um, you know, you're punch pleased. Yeah. Basically, we are not a faction that absolutely has to you know, tech round one. You'll yeah. see the tech paths I'm going to lay out. They're light. They are They are not involving a bunch of techs because right. I don't think we're really that type of faction. Right. Um, and I, I generally say that if you only get, if you only get to 
follow warfare or tech if it's one and not both yeah i i say warfare um for extra yeah. is what i'll say right so. um and worth noting too you do have two cruisers to start with not that you can very often like afford to expand twice and send two trade ships out but like that is in the realm of possibility so trade could you could end up being quite a good trade partner for for more people than normal so you know you, that's another thing to keep an eye for you don't only need hakan to like make all the money you you might be able to find other ways and you you're a you are also someone people like to come towards right you have your own four commodities so right um trade is not the hardest thing in the world for extra even around one uh warfare is something hunter you described as uh something you want someone to take because it's going to improve your diplo but do we we only have one carrier so is there an argument to taking warfare just to make sure we expand enough um i don't really like it yeah. um because it, it just feels like we're starting to plastic light yeah um and also with even if you're thinking about control objectives doing the warfare primary probably won't help you as much as doing the warfare secondary and doing like diplo yeah as well I mean, that's like, right. depending on, maybe we got a three-planet system uh, near us. I can imagine doing Warfare Secondary and then Diplo and getting six planets out of that. That's, that's a possibility right. if we do have a three-planet home system near us. Um, but it's going to require Warfare Secondary. So we really want someone yep. to take Warfare. And, and I don't think we really want it to be us. I, I don't really see the value in, you know, I guess we could do the 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 kind of sloppy bad way where it's like we activate our home system and we build. Yeah. We're basically just doing the warfare secondary as the warfare primary. We are saving a token. Yeah. That's about the best thing I could say about it. Um, I would, if it, if I was last pick and warfare had not been taken and Diplo had already been taken. Yeah. I would maybe consider that. Right. What's tricky about warfare too, when you start thinking the the dangerous thing with extra, this is going to be relevant a lot, right? The most dangerous thing about any of this is the fact that once Diplo is taken and you have Diplo warfare and tech, timings of everything gets so weird and Ricky. messy. Yeah. That's the weirdest part of Diplo. Not We talk about the command token thing and like, oh, a couple people like politics won't get to do the secondary of all three probably. But really the big thing is these timings are going to be weird. And I think the most common thing is that Diplo wants to pop before Warfare, not after. I think generally tech is kind mm -hmm. of on a rush to get gravity drive. So they're going right. to pop early. And then Diplo right. wants to get that money back after tech to then afford ships. And if you're the one popping Warfare, it's not very great to like... My best bet would be that I want to warfare so I can expand twice and then diplo the two best planets of that. But that's not how the timing's ever going to work out for you, which is what right. makes warfare really ugly for X Chaz. It's just like it's never going to be as optimal. Your dreams are going to be in your head of what how optimal you could make this, but nobody's going to work with you on it. Nobody's going to play ball with all the timings right. you need to work out in your favor. So I do understand if it's a planet control objective and you literally just need more planets than your neighbors or whatever then yeah okay if it's the only path you have and it's like a way to do your peace accords or something go for it but yeah warfare seems tricky so then we can talk about tech in that same light again diplo's pretty great the timings get messed up and hunter you've said we're tech light so you've been pushing us away from tech kind of this whole time i i just don't see really how it helps us a whole lot immediately yeah, right. in round one and that's what we need help with um obviously tech objectives change that so much yeah um i definitely don't see us double teching in most situations unless mm -hmm. it's some sort of unless you're having a very rich day right um and i think if you do double tech you're 
really kneecapping yourself as far as your plastic situation in the early game. And yeah. and I hope you have a very passive table. Yeah. Uh, if you do in fact do that. Um so yeah, I I I I like that we go after warfare. I like that we're late in the order. Mm -hmm. Um that's good. I don't really see a lot else uh to like about it. Um I think that you could pass on tech uh round one uh, in favor of just going after economy stuff like Diplo yeah. or trade. Um, if Really, I mean, I actually feel like at the end of the day, my round one flow chart, it started like more complicated for me in my head. But mm -hmm. as I was playing, my flow chart for round one for dip, for extra just became like, uh, do I need this for an objective? Absolutely. <laughs> That's number one. Then yeah. number two is trade. And uh -huh. number three is Diplo. That's it. <laughs> That's all it is. Like, yeah. if I broke down everything we've just said, like, that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so tech is, like, not on that list. Right. That tech is not some sort of absolute uh, make or break your whole situation thing. Yeah. I'd much rather um, just have skips and get way less tech mm -hmm. um, than see any tech objectives uh, yeah. in this particular game as, as extra. Yeah. I, the only argument I would throw back the other direction just to do it, just to play devil's advocate, would be like, I, I like doing the secondary of tech way less than that. Like, at least tech just saves me the four bucks that I can spend on my ships or whatever, right? Totally. If I just really need that other carrier and, and money's going to be tight this first round because of just the way things are positioned and the way things are going to time out, then cool just being the holder of tech so that I can at least control that part of the time. Like, if Diplo mm -hmm. is in play and there's going to be a warfare tech Diplo problem, I'd like to be one of the people sitting at that table deciding those things to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, I guess, I mean, who knows what people do these yeah. days. Yeah, if Diplo gets taken before tech, uh, that I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, or, like, I could imagine a situation where your slice just really sucks a yeah, lot. right. And uh, Diplo's the, not gonna the cash saving out. the four resources. But the problem is that you're saving four resources on something that I'm like, I don't even know that you should right. do it at spend all. that money. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's the, the argument, is you're maybe dedicated. not doing tech either way so saving the yeah. four bucks maybe isn't anything because you, you're not saving four bucks you weren't doing it anyways you're just you're, yeah you're, you're, you're getting one round that. ahead on text on something you maybe don't have to get one round ahead on basically because right. our our big tech need that we're going to talk about is something that we don't need until our heroes online anyways and we you know the, the all of these things are probably just going to time out together no matter what we are we are not in a rush job on tech um, so real quickly, let's talk about Imperial. We got some pre-errata from Toron, uh, who said, I don't know if this has been mentioned already, but I think a very good idea or plan for extra is to plan on not scoring round one and then plan on double scoring with Imperial round two. This gives you a lot of breathing room round one and more time to set up and plan for scoring. In addition, this guarantees that Imperial is picked round two and thus gets you a second secret objective, vastly increasing your odds of being able to get to three objectives by round two agenda phase. Um, I like yeah. this, and I tried to bring it up during politics, but I think, Hunter, you basically made the argument of like, hey, most people aren't necessarily going for Imperial Round 2 anyways. It happens, so you but it's It not, does happen, yeah. but it's but it's it's on the rarer side, and you can kind of get a feel for it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think this is an excellent plan, because sometimes you do have to stretch too thin Round 1 to score, and Imperial could easily put you back on track. So I think that is always something worth uh, keeping an eye out for, and especially... That secret objective idea, the idea that's like, hey, listen, I'm going to double my odds of, mm -hmm. of what secret objectives I have access to here. Um, that right. That's worth it enough, honestly. That almost makes Imperial takeable round one if, like, everything was crazy. I mean, it, if Diplo was already taken, what, what would be the two things left with Imperial where you might take Imperial? Like, construction, politics, and Imperial. 
Is there a world where you take Imperial there? Nah, politics is probably still better. Yeah, I don't think I would take Imperial on that situation because yeah. all you're getting is the secret objective. Yeah. Technology, um, technology, construction, and Imperial. And you could uh, just deny the table technology. You could just deny the whole table technology, get yourself a secret objective, and you don't need construction. I might well, I do it. I could take construction. Uh, I could take construction. Yeah, you like construction. That's true. All right, all right, all right. Someday we're going to find a, a better argument for Imperial. We need a faction to just be designed around the idea that they would like Imperial round one. That's what I'm ready for. The, the faction that likes Imperial round one. That's it. I think the table has to be in cahoots to create this situation <laughs> because... You just had to list the most bogus, like, final choice strategy cards I've ever heard of, you know? All right. Well, let's uh, step away. We'll take a quick little break, and then let's come back and do some synthesis. Let's synergize. Let's talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. Hello, welcome back. Hi, how was your break? Did you uh, have a sandwich? I hope so. Okay, hey, it's time to talk about all the other stuff. So we've we've talked about tech as a strategy card. We've we've alluded that we will uh, do a war sun thing. So Hunter, it is now time for you to present to the people a time where we actually kind of like war suns. Oh, I think we like it a lot. Oh, we think- did it, folks! Oh my god, we made it! War Suns can be good. We like it a lot. I I couldn't be more thrilled. Uh, this is yeah, serious, I think- too. I, like, first off, before you get into like the path, is there a better War Sun faction now? Like, excluding Muwat or whatever. Like, is there a better case for War Suns these days than Extra? Um. Well, Hakan Hakan's obviously got kind can of get War thing. Sons with the um with the whole hero hero thing. But with Hakan, they also have like all these tech needs. Like mm-hmm. we, we would we would really like to get Cutie in, um, and and maybe ha- augmenting that with blue tech is more fun than than augmenting it with uh red tech and then getting War Sons. So you have like kind of that argument. Yeah. What I would argue with Extra is that you're actually building. You're actually using your money on something that you want to because one of your main problems in the late game is you have a lot of money you have a lot of cash yeah and your production capacity is like really bonked right right um in that it's it's it has not been improved by anything in particular so you just have crazy money to throw at something yeah yeah you know well Um, and add to that you lack movement generally, right? And so the yeah. answer to that has always been like, I don't know, I guess Gravity Drive and Carrier 2, but like Gravity Drive Carrier 2 necessitates high production capacity to, to make use of. And like that makes you not very good on the ground, right? We're like a PDS faction sort of maybe with our flagship and stuff. But now we have like a ship that comes with two movement. We have a way mm-hmm. to bombard planets and do, be better at taking the ground. And we have a way to spend all this cash that we need to spend in one right. single production build. So, it, yeah, it sort of plugs every single hole that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I dig it quite a lot. Um, in general, I dig this, uh, this tech path uh, quite a bit over um, the kind of blue extra path that we can talk about or, or more mm-hmm. traditional uh, what, what what is it called? Like Blastoise Path. Yeah. Um. So that I feel like is not as hot to me as as this. So this is this is really fun. So it's we start with AI Dev. That's the first tech to research. Um. I would say with a bullet. Um. And and it's kind of an annoying tech in that because we we pick it up and we can't do anything with it at first. <laughs> um. But that's just the nature of it because from AI Dev we can uh, pick up a bunch of supplemental tech that I'll talk about in just a second. But the primary path I would say is AI Dev to 
plasma scoring or self-assembly routines just depending on whatever is going to be more valuable to us yeah. um, more immediately. What I like about self-assembly routines for extra, don't, don't, don't discredit it too much because it's allowing you to get around your production cap thing a little bit. Yeah. We're getting a mech outside of capacity. Right. Um, and uh, those mechs are then going to generate us a little bit of cash. That's pretty minor. Yeah. Um, Plasma's cool, but if we don't have the mechs out or if we're not going PDS2, our only opportunity to use Plasma is with the War Sun bombardment that yeah. we're getting to in just a second. Um, so and, after, and the flagship, technically. I mean, that's that, that's maybe flagship, two War yes. Suns and the flagship. But again, even with the flagship, that's like one extra shot if anybody comes into our stuff. I agree that like a PDS grid would go down a lot smoother with all of that. Yeah. Um, but it just depends on what you want to do yeah. and also like where you're already at. I, I could go either way with Plasma or Self-Assembly. I mean, if you have a red skip, like just get the War Suns, right? Like do AI dev straight into War Suns, be ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I definitely do recommend that. Um, and then, of course, after that, we can just get War Suns. Um, War Suns are going to be really helpful in the late game um, because we are a faction with a, with that, where we're deeply invested in being an economic powerhouse, yeah. but we have bad tempo. We right. already talked about how we're not getting custodians. Um, we're trying to score points fast, but they're all points like in tempo. They're mm -hmm. just like public objectives and secret objectives. We don't even we don't have the tempo to save our secret objectives yeah. for the late game. So we're actually pretty bad at sealing the deal. We're powerful, but closing up that late game is kind of tough. So the reason we need War Sons is that we need to be a player in the Winslay competition right. in round five because we will probably not always, but in a lot of cases, need a round six. Yeah. We will need another go at the stage twos if we did not like the one that came up. Wow. We're basically playing. Layout stage twos until one that has extra written all over it comes out. And until then, we're stopping people from winning in yeah. that late game. And War Sons is what's going to help us do that in wow. a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in your supplemental text here, I'll note first up you have listed, and I don't know if this is in priority order. I'm just saying it on is. your list, Cruiser 2 is up there as well. And what I like about Cruiser 2 is to that same effect what you're talking about is... I, neither of us like love cruiser twos generally speaking mm -hmm. but if i can send a couple cruiser twos and snipe someone to lower them a point right prevent them from scoring something and i know yep. that that's going to trickle down to them failing to have the tempo in the late game so that i've stalled the game out i think extra needs to have their eyes on that trigger the whole game right it's not about just like make sure nobody wins in round five it's like round three round four and round five slow down everyone's tempo as much as is feasible and cruiser twos are a great way to do that oh you just need that one planet and i can i can actually get just barely enough there to like snatch it from you it's not the biggest gain for me or whatever like little things like that i do think or, or even just like killing stuff in space right oh you're you're trying to have three on the edge i can get the cruiser twos where they need to be to kill stuff so i like yeah. that as little just like point denial uh pirates out there yeah, I'll say this about Cruiser Two in a in a supplemental situation where we're picking up really any of the any um, either Cruiser Two or we're about to talk about PDS Two. Both yeah. those have this function of being something you would sub in mm -hmm. and not wait till the end for. Yeah, um, because of our whole tempo around the hero, we do not need to have War Sons before we can afford them. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the game that I put up, I was not able to achieve the hero by the end of round two. So what that meant was I was able to dilly-dally a little bit. Right. I was able to say, like, well, what will Cruiser 2 get me in this round? And it helped um, because, you know, you, you need some movement somewhere. Right. And if you're not going blue, basically Cruiser 2 is the only thing that can kind of 
plug that hole yeah. a little bit and right. give you a and we also start with two cruisers so it's not like yeah. you know you're not you're not starting off without any raw material there yeah the other thing that i would talk about that is similar is also pds2 pds2 uh is still i would say kind of worth it for extra especially if you can afford or end up in a situation where taking construction uh is not the end of the world if there's a structure objective out uh, then you may as well get PDS2 and make good on some of the some yeah. of the stuff that you've invested in. Right. Um, because basically what you do is, you know, combined with the flagship, you just kind of turn off the idea of anyone attacking you until very late in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's really important. It also could be a big player in any Winslay attempt against you yeah. um, if you do happen to get it all figured out. Right. So um, I did list them in that order, though. I think Cruiser 2 is probably going to be more useful in more situations um, than PDS2 will. Um, I believe in, in the game that I posted on YouTube, I ended up picking up both of them and very much did not regret it at all. Yeah. Um, after that, I think we get into some late game stuff with Destroyer 2 and Assault Cannon. Destroyer 2, obviously, you're just going to know whether you need Destroyer 2 or not. Right. Um, I, I don't think I needed it in my game, but depending on who you're going up against and how big their fighter screen is, uh, you know, Destroyer 2's paired with War Sons can basically be its own yeah. fleet right there. Right. That's just a fleet right. at this point. Um, yeah, that does that does damage, and assault cannon yeah. can just add to it basically. So, yeah. I mean, if if you're just having a crazy tech game, is when assault cannon uh, gets to leak into things. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I I think that's beautiful. I think it's like the best case we've ever had for this red tech path. I think people yeah. always want this to be a, a viable tech path, and it's just so hard to make it work. I especially love the idea that two things are coming online at the same time with your your hero and war sons and you you can have a stop gap in there i love the idea of having feeling like i'm not wasting time to focus on like well this is just going to be like a goofy cruiser two round i won't yeah. use them later yeah. but i you know what i might as well take advantage of the situation right this second while i'm just waiting on the war sun train to get into the mm-hmm. station um mm-hmm. i i think that that makes sense in a lot of games that i've experienced yeah yeah um, and uh, I just want to mention if anyone listening to this has been like, oh, well, is he going to talk about Space Talk 2? We are, and it gets its own section. Okay, so don't worry <laughs> about that. I haven't brought it up in this tech path. Yeah. We're going to talk about Space Talk yeah. 2. Well, today. let's. All let's right? get... This is a day where we talk about stuff we don't talk yeah, about. Yeah, what show. a crazy faction we have now. It turns out when you just give someone a ton of money, they get to do interesting, weird things, huh? Yeah. Maybe the yeah. whole game would be cooler if everyone just had a lot of money. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Uh, blue X job Blastoise is still a thing to at least bring up. Uh, you've got you you know you 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 can do the sort of standard path DET never a bad tech. You could even like luck into some secret objectives. Not that you're getting them early enough to affect the hero situation, right? Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how often you can reliably do that, but it's still a good tech. Gravity drive on your flagship or whatever's. You get your carrier twos. You get your dread twos. I I think it's pretty obvious what this is. I don't think it plays to any of Xcha's strengths in any meaningful way. It's just the next best standard practice. You better be having a pretty good game if you're going Blue Xcha right. because I don't think you get the ability to... But what I don't like about Blue Extra is that it doesn't feel to me that you're going to have the oomph yeah. to do a lot of the wind slaying. So you better be a silver tongue. Right. You better be able to convince the rest of the table to wind slay each other. In I'll go ahead and spoil it. In the game that I posted on YouTube... Uh, in round five, I invaded both of my neighbor's home systems. That's the only way I was going to win that game. Yeah, yeah. Was by going that far, right. basically. Right. And I was able to do, um, I, I was able to use my flagship to kind of snipe one of them. 
So you do have a little bit of wiggle room there. It doesn't have to just be War Sons. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I, I, I And I love Gravity Drive for that flagship, by the way. Sure. But you can also just draw a flank speed, maybe. Yeah. You'll get lucky. I don't know. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's weird to go down a whole path based off just the idea that we need at a critical time to give my flagship plus one movement, but that's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Um, Sling Relay, I think, is very good for them to be able to rebuild the flagship after doing something really aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. Um, light wave, uh, is light wave. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good. Light wave is light wave. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if I had a blue skip, I still wouldn't care that much about blue extra because all I would really want is to do my AI dev war suns route and blue skip to gravity drive. So I have four movement wars or th- three movement war suns. How great would yep. that be? Like, I, I don't see the need for blue tech to suddenly be my thing if i had two blue skips in my thing all right maybe now it's like okay well we can get a really fast light wave we can maybe there's an argument there but beyond that like beyond two blue skips i don't really think blue extra excites me at all yeah and here's what i hate about them is i would love to say that you know for blue extra um well hey we got dread two that's cool um or hey we, we if we get two blues we can get carrier two our production capacity thing yep, uh, has to be fixed. Yeah. Um, and, and carrier two uh, is going to be woefully like, we're going to have so much excess money if we're just building carriers. Right. There. right you know what I mean? Like right. it's, it's just not going to be enough, which is why I love war Suns so much yep. for that, because it's it, you're, you're, you're allowing, if you go war Suns for once, and this is like never been the case in the game before yeah. for once, it actually feels like we're playing optimal. Right. I have all this money and I need something expensive to spend it yeah. on because otherwise I'm just burning cash right. and I'm not getting to use. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got for blue. Actually, honestly, it's here because of tradition. I'm not, I mean, for all I know, uh, in a year, we're just going to be like, no, the only yeah. extra is war sun. Yeah. Extra. That's you you know why I think that that's the case too, is here's what I think blue extra allows for. And this is a negative. This is a bad thing. Um, what is ugly about the new extra is how in the weeds you can get with planet refreshes. And yeah. and like I have two forward docks in my home dock. And so I'll build and then I'll refresh those two planets with diplomacy. And then I'll build here and then I'll refresh that planet with my agent. And then I'll build over there like that stuff can end up taking up all of your mental capacity for the round and you don't end up doing anything of real value. You're just literally spending all of your time trying to spend all of your money, just trying to get it spent. Uh, You would almost be better served leaving money unspent than like going through that much mental tax to get this stuff spent everywhere. Whereas with Red Extra, you can just go, I built it all in my home system or I built it all in my forward deck and the entire set is ready to go do mm-hmm. damage um mm-hmm. I, I that is just so much better you you can make a play for mid-game mechatol rex and still do something with that build a war sun on mechatol rex with a space dock or whatever like if, if that's where the the stars aligned to or whatever or like right adjacent to mechatol rex where your flagship is right how fun is the space dock adjacent to mechatol rex that you pop a flagship out of and then war suns also come out of it later i don't know there's there's so many more directions it can all go in versus the just sort of mental load of blue extra um yeah we said we would talk a little bit more about the faction techs um we covered them quite a bit earlier but again that the idea that they are an exhaustible thing really lessens their impact but if you're having a crazy tech game do you see a lot of tech yeah yeah if if you're going nuts on tech 
maybe it's worth going for, but I I don't know. I mean, like, would you rather have Destroyer 2 and Assault Cannon first over the faction techs? Destroyer 2 is completely dependent on the board, so right. it's hard to talk about that in a vacuum. True. I do think Assault Cannon combos very nicely with War Sons mm-hmm. um, because it, it allows you to have a, a slimmer fleet just full of bi- of big hitters, mm-hmm. um, and then you're taking down, you know, you're 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 skimming off the top yeah. of your opponent fleets, um, and just trying to keep them uh, real skinny against your 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 big your big punchy bruiser, mm-hmm. uh, which is the War Sun. Um, so Destroyer Two, it, it ultimately just depends on what their fleet composition is, uh, as far as like how effective it would be. I think ultimately though, the thing about instinct trainer and in nullification field, I don't want to make it sound like I wouldn't like to have these. Texts, yeah. Yeah. Right. But if you pay attention to the, all the early game discussion, I'm kind of pricing in the idea that I m- might not get tech round one in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how often do I have this tech rich extra game? It might not really be that often. Yeah. When it happens, though, am I con- going to consider instinct training and nullification field? Probably, but probably not both, right? Right. Um, instinct training, uh, if I feel like I got a lot of action cards in the other hands, and nullification field, if it feels like I'm going to have to just do so much business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like nullification field, I think, is is the kind of tech that you get if you're thinking, I don't even think I'm going to be able to defend my home system. I think I got to send everything out. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise it's like, why not defend your home system with just like a war sun and a bunch of fighters or right. something, you right. know? Well, and, and I think too, neither of them are relevant without the relevant skips. Um, I think you got to yeah. have a yellow skip or a green skip to make either of them decent. I, I was in my head trying to come up with a reason why, like if I have red skips on expensive planets, obviously as extra, especially I'm not interested in burning expensive planets on a tech skip, right? But right. like a psycho arc into that, helping me get my war sons. And then, well, I don't need any more prerequisites for instinct training. So it's yep. just sitting there right in front of me. Yeah. Okay. I might as well grab it or whatever. If I'm just sitting on a yellow skip in the late game and I see that things are slowly getting locked up for me. Of course, nullification field seems good. I'm not going to go out of my way to plan to get nullification field, but if it is sitting right in front of you and you see how it's going to help your game, I think those are the situations where it's like, yeah, of course, get them. They will do good for you, but it's not part of your tech plan, basically, right? Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously, anytime, anytime we recommend AI dev on this show... Mm. If you have the right slice, what we're actually saying is psychoarchaeology, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> because uh, psycho can just accomplish all of the exact same goals. Yeah. Um, but in in the abstract, I'm just gonna say AI dev because it's what you're gonna get if you're looking at your slice and you're like, well, this doesn't have everything that I need. Uh-huh. I feel like psycho only really works for me if if looking at my slice at the beginning of the game. Um, or or after I've explored, because yeah. uh, remember, we probably don't have to make this decision as extra until round two. Um, I just got to have basically all the skips that I need. Yeah. I'm not going to like change my path, right? Um, I guess is what I mean, just to get Psycho instead. So yeah. Psycho's basically got to do everything for me that right. AI dev right. did. Well, remember, think about how bad Psycho is for extra in its other purpose, right? For some people, right. it's like, oh, I got this kind of crappy little tech skip. Nah, I could just yeah, turn we'll it never... into a trade good. No, every single the like even most of the worst tech skips for me are two dollars fibba and tarman right. are both two dollars for me as extra yeah, yeah. turning that into a single trade good is awful that's a horrible I'm decision to that, do yeah. so psycho arc is 
only a good tech for tech skip potential. So you got to like right. really be swimming in them for it to be to be a good thing. So yeah, not not, not a fan. Um, right before we talk about Space Dock 2, can we talk about ScanLink? Or should they kind of be together, like this this yellow path? Or do you, you want to so just... Sc- so I, w- I wanted to talk a little bit more about exploration after this, which yeah. is where we'll talk about ScanLink Great. ultimately. So then let's um, do it, Hunter. Let's talk about the fabled, the legends foretell of a technology known as Space Dock 2. Few have seen it, but it's today... Pre- it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, it's... I, I would basically throw Space Dock 2 now into any extra game if I could afford to. I don't think I get it ultimately in the YouTube game that is up, but it is like my number one like luxury pick. Mm-hmm. Like if like if I get Space Dock 2 as as extra, I'm having a good day because I'd love to have this tech because it basically just opens up your ability to now utilize your cash to do anything. And I'll say one thing that's that's interesting. Is that if I have Space Dock 2, I feel like Blue Extra probably does a uh-huh. lot better. Okay. Right? Because a lot of the War Sun path is about, uh-oh, we got a lot of money and, and not extra capacity. Yeah. How do we how do we reckon with that? Sure. Um, War Suns is a great way to go. But if if we've got Space Dock 2, I feel like there ain't there ain't nothing wrong you can do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like you well, as long as you're producing plastic, you're probably gonna have huge fleets right. at this point because our our token economy just gets out of control yeah. with that hero. Well, keep in mind, know? the worst thing you can have is a naked war sun, right? So Space Dock 2, yeah. even going down the red path, is still two more fighters still per build, uh, which is exactly what our war sun would really, really like to have is two more fighters. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think it does open up cases for blue extra, but I don't think it takes anything away from red extra, which just no, feels no. like war the better suns fit. Are still are still going to be okay yeah and the other thing too is that you kind of have to make a decision on which path you want to go down tech wise Mm -hmm. um before you know whether this is a space dock 2 game or a not space dock 2 game Mm. it's like i'm saying it's it's a luxury pick at best i mean we got one yellow i'm probably only doing it if i got a skip or for some reason um i decide to pick up old scan link yeah we're gonna talk about right now i guess why you would maybe do that yeah i'll Um, say this much for scan link I just like it these days. That's my thing. Is yeah. it just I just I just like it. It's less optimal. It's less good. But confound it, I like exploring planets and I like doing it all game and it's just fun and that's the extra I want to play. I got extra command tokens just lying around. <laughs> Let's right. do it. I'm just activating myself and and getting all of the attachments. Yeah. You know oh what I mean? God. Like the attachments are so ridiculous for extra. We've already talked so much about them and I just want you to know that that you should be chasing them down. I the <laughs> like being able to score like a stage two spend objective mm. as extra with like three planets <laughs> is bonkers <laughs> insane and should never happen, but it does happen. <laughs> so like that's what I'm the power of attachments mm-hmm. is just like this this exponential value yeah. of well, I just, man, that planet right there is just completely insane, and I get to spend it twice. Yeah. Like, that's what you get for free just being extra now. Yeah. Is, you know, uh, perhaps it's eight. Maybe you get an eight-value planet. Yeah. Now that planet is worth eight resources when you spend it the first time and eight <laughs> influence when you spend it the second time. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. It's that's ridiculous, fantastic. man. Uh, I uh, the dream here. I'm waiting for the game. I'm waiting for the play of the week, which is that Titans gave Extra their promissory note, and now Extra's got a planet that's all three traits, 
and X-Child went for an early scan link, and they just start exploring the heck out of that one planet, and yeah. that one planet is worth like $15 like by itself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if you're looking to cook up a play of the week on purpose, yeah. that is exactly what you should be doing, is taking scan link and loading up one extra planet to be like the the best planet of all time. I want to see a 25 resource slash influence planet. That's what I want to see. Get on it. Gross. Uh, cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, outside of that, does Scanlink have any other value for us? I don't know. I mean, it's like really. there's commodities that we can add to trades and stuff and, and you know, make our make uh, not commodity uh, fragments to make our commodities kind of punch a little bit higher, maybe. Um, but most of it is not anything of, of real value. Uh, but yeah. we're, we're it, just it, fishing for attachments. If I get it early, it must be going, we must be having a bad day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm if I'm turning away from the late game and basically saying, like, I just need to fish. Yeah. I just need to go fishing and hope I get something good. Um, then I think we've just had, you yeah. know, a, a rough time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely consider it. Um, keep it in mind. We're just like, uh, you know, what I've, what I've noticed about all of this is that, like, there's just not a very good argument for, like, green tech, which is why mm -hmm. I think... The faction tech have taken a hit because biostems would help them become a, a a better faction but i don't have time for mm -hmm. biostems and mm -hmm. so i just feel like this is not enough tech to get so i don't i don't want to recommend that but if we were to go farther if for some reason you're just having the wildest tech yeah. day ever you know we would start talking about things like biostems right. and and biostimming your faction right. tech and, and and all of that mess but that's that's just like kind of too christmasy for me right Scanlink is the thing that makes sense as a in that sort of cruiser two position in our tech path where I don't know for some reason you just don't need cruiser two and more notably every planet on the board has been explored and like none of the attachments came out right yeah then it's right. like wait a second this round three very early pick of Scanlink and then I could like almost definitely get a couple of uh get a couple of attachments here in round three that could be a thing that helps you for the, like the rest of mm -hmm. the game or whatever that that's when i would get it i don't yeah i don't really like getting scan link in like round four as extra right that's kind of awkward timing to be like you'll know transitioning though, you yeah to do that though. right you right. know what i mean like i can imagine that that desperate scenario mm. and it's it'll be pretty obvious it'll just have to do with like looking with at what's left in yeah the deck and thinking about how many things you could fish out i, I mean yeah it, it it has its place in the late game as kind of a desperate roulette game to play right um and i feel like we've seen it so many times lately yeah. okay well let's kind of talk then about kind of our trade and our meta considerations um the first thing before we get into just like literally what's our good stuff to trade i want to remark that you you said the thing about there we're like a weird winu situation where like yeah and, and this is something i think will evolve more and more over time is as we realize that extra is crazy online if they score round two i think what yeah. we're going to start to see is people just are not willing to work with extra whereas before extra were just like rough all game which means it's like hey it's always a safe bet to work with your friendly neighborhood yeah. extra yeah i think those days are done and now it's going to be a thing where in rounds one and two everyone is like hard no hard pass yeah, on anything exactly. extra has exactly. to deal with make them get there completely on their own because if you give them an inch they get a mile out of it in round four they get so much more out of it um and so yeah i i do think there's going to be to anything no matter what you think all of your stuff is worth that we're going to talk about here in a second it's worth less in the earlier game nobody nobody's going to want to do deals with you yeah, sure. But also, I think that that's why I'm trying to emphasize, you know, 
So so trade, all right, cool. That's a lot of a lot of value. Mm-hmm. Requires co- cooperation though to kind of like work out the right way, mm-hmm. right? Um, Diplo, nobody tells me what to do. You exactly. Know what I mean, I just yeah. get value. Right. Um, Diplo is is great in that way, and that's why I'm also predicting that the solution to this early game heat is PDS two. Yeah. It's it's saying okay, fine. You want to mess with me? I'm gonna invest yep. in the kind of endless barrage of space cannon against you, so that you'll at least not leave me alone. I don't think we're in a world anymore where extra can be like aggressive with no. space cannon. I think that was always kind of a pipe dream, anyways. Right. Um. But we are definitely in a world where definitively extra might want to say to their neighbors, "Leave me alone." Yeah. And space cannon is a really good way to do that. While you're just kind of finishing your while while you're while you're trying to show up to this party right right you're getting dressed <laughs> yeah <laughs> for like rounds one through three yeah and then you show up and you're like i am ready to play now um and hopefully you haven't lost the game before then yeah yeah okay so what else can we do then we are we are for commodities like we've noted a few times yeah we, yeah. we do we are good in that, that horrible at trading yep yeah i mean i can imagine situations where people are going to propose x minus twos um, which is why I mean I don't know just just like take Diplo and then be like yeah X minus two whatever I'm just trying to <laughs> yeah just I'll just add that to my money pile um, or whatever um, people are going to try and give you a hard time in the early game um, and so yeah Diplo is a really good way to just kind of get around all that and not have to worry about it your faction promissory note sucks I don't like it I probably wouldn't give it to anybody yeah um, unless they uh, just offered me crazy a uh, crazy pants deal yeah um, I don't think you should give out your alliance anymore yeah. I think the alliance is dead. That's um, the shocking because, one, right? Because there was a minute yeah. there. Let's talk about pre-Codex yeah, yeah. 3X Chow. Sure, sure, sure. Pre-Codex 3X Chow was like, hey, I get like an extra vote per planet, which means I've got like a pretty good little, I can have like 18 votes without even really thinking uh-huh. about it. But 18 votes, mm, two people can can do something about that, yeah, right? right? So right. old X Chow was like, all right, well, I got this little extra promissory note here. I got this alliance. Let me give that to somebody. And then that right. somebody also has 18 votes. And between the two of us, as long as we can kind of get synergistic with it, the two right. of our 36 votes, nobody's going to be able to do anything about that. Now the two yeah. of us can lock in stuff. We just got to find a way to agree on things pretty often. Yeah, yeah. And that works sometimes and it doesn't work all the time, but we can kind of make it work. So new extra has this hero though. So what's changed? So the hero has made it so that we could get like really buck wild in the agenda phase <laughs> where we'll have like 40 <laughs> influence to spend. You know what I mean? Like it'll just be like an insane number, yeah, like yeah. an un, I mean, uh, just frankly heretical number. <laughs> and it feels like giving out the alliance is sort of just needlessly saying like, and well, and also people don't necessarily want to pay for it anymore because now yeah. it's no longer the same deal on their end either. Right. They don't get to be your number two and you both run the table together. Now, you're you're pretty much a cosmic Cthulhu of <laughs> politics at this point. You're just kind of exercising your willpower in the agenda phase pretty bad. And I would say if you give out the alliance, you're sort of saying, you're sort of lessening that. Yeah. I would rather emphasize it. I would mm. rather just be like, listen, I get y'all don't like me. Um, when it's when it comes to be law time, I'm gonna tell you what's what. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Like and, and we're gonna you play through the agenda phase with a completely different attitude than everyone else now. And it's it's pretty amazing. Um if you're if you're willing to throw down the power, I would say like and, and the thing is too, let's be specific about what we're talking about here. Um 
if you're unlocking at the end of round three, we're basically talking about two agenda phases. Yeah, yeah, but um, you but realistically... Two phases where you're yeah. the star, right, you know? Right, right, Um, And it can be three. Hopefully it's three. Hopefully We're working it's real three. hard to make sure it's three. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff. That can, I mean, if you draw a writer, forget about it. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous how much you're going to run the table. Right. Let's um, consider the meta implications of all this, too. I, I think it's really funny. This this idea, I felt this. I've played in a, a couple games with Xcha now, and the agenda phase is just like, all right, good night. I'll see you in three minutes. Uh, Xcha, let us know how yep. it all went. We'll see you on the other yep. side. So you get this crazy increase in speed in the agenda phase where it's just like, oh, listen, there's nothing to talk about here. Xcha just will yep. do with Xcha, what do you want? Oh, okay. Do we have enough votes to outvote that? No? Great. Thank you. Thank you for, for that quick thing. But Xcha sitting here trying to force around six. So all the time you save in agenda phases is just getting added to your action phase round six or what have you yeah. uh, so it, it all comes around in the end but it is hilarious the extent to which extra just runs the table which to people that are very sad to have lost the old casino guess what you have the casino it's just yeah. stretched out over three agenda phases rather than like awkwardly happening in the middle of an action phase and extra yeah. dedicates all of their command tokens to the stupid quashing no right now extra has plenty of command tokens anyways quashes until they get the good agendas that they like to see That's and fair, then yeah. gets exactly and what they, they want out of them it. you didn't really lose the hero you just gained it in a new form and fashion yeah, and I'll say this to the other five players in that game with extra. <laughs> uh -huh. You're really gonna have to work together like pretty. I mean, like pretty well to make sure that that extra is not winning um, everything. But I, I would say the best you can do most of the time is just ensuring that extra doesn't win both agendas, yeah, which you right. shouldn't do. Shouldn't give up both. Um, but I would overall emphasize if you want to play against extra in that arena, you're probably going to have to cut in extra. Uh, mm -hmm. to like like trying to cut extra out, off the table is probably an amount of cooperation that five people are not capable of in Twilight Imperium. Yeah. If you can do it, more power to you, and you might be able to nullify this advantage for just extra. I I wonder what you give up in that. Right. Um. And and to the all the extras out there, uh, this is a really fun opportunity for you above the table wise. Yeah. Uh, get in their heads. Playing all you gotta <laughs> do is is create uh, commotion or or a division in their in their ranks, mm -hmm. and you're just gonna you're you're just gonna win in the in the singularity of your massive voting potential. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just uh just have a good time. It's like it's like the most fun phase right now. Yeah. I would say is playing as extra in the agenda phase. It's like it's a it's a really good time. Right. Um. It sucks whenever just you know now when the nothing burger uh, stuff comes out. Uh, it's it's real disappointing if you're extra because you're sure. like oh wow I only have like two but, phases. Where I I'm mean king, maybe that's but... quash like I maybe plan for how much command token economy you can have and like I do think there's a little bit to at least like quash through the true nothing burgers. Now what you don't want is to quash yourself into like an economic equality right like really your quashes are saved for things that are bad on both sides that you just don't want to see at all and you yeah. probably should let the nothing burgers go through but. There's a little bit to the idea of fishing, especially if you can see the vote totals. Uh, and like, I mean, think about this. We, Hunter, you talked a lot about, you know, we're pushing mo more or less for the stage twos. We, we are maybe trying to force around six kind of situation. But if you can just lightly push and find victory points in the agenda phase through the 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 agendas that grant victory points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, the, hey, that's it. Like round five is maybe a cakewalk for X Chai sure. now. Uh, they're just only relying on secrets and stage ones, and we found a we found a 
uh, bonus point, that's a quite a different game than an extra that is absolutely relying on the stage twos. So there's not it's not like it's reliable, but there's not nothing to burn in at least a couple extra quashes throughout the game on fishing for something better and more interesting. Sure. I mean, I, I, I'm definitely not saying to not quash. I think it's more that that quashing overall is kind of lower on the priority mm-hmm. for me because your your token economy isn't going to get out of control until later in the game. Yeah, it's around four. Um, there's going to be a round, so like there's that going to be that first round where you unlock the hero, yeah. whether that's the end of round two or the end of round three. Um, and in that world, you'll have this agenda power, but you will not have the token pool. Yeah, right. So really... We're just talking about like the last agenda phase as far as quash potential. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's not there. I'm just saying that I no longer would plan to come hot into an agenda phase and quash, quash, yeah, quash. Yeah, definitely. I think not. it might be more realistic to just try and win the economy war. Yes. Um, than it would be to to play the roulette at this point. Okay. So then we we are still pretty properly talking about stage twos are kind of our pathway to victory whether it be by the obvious economic stage twos of which we are a master of or we've got war sons that we can flex some muscle on some control objectives mm-hmm. right is that is that the primary direction that's absolutely a possibility um alternative possibilities involve uh, mechatol rex and imperial and making up for lost time and getting our um extra points our bonus points put together kind of after the fact yeah um what i don't like about imperial mechatol rex is i almost feel like we're gonna need it twice um and so it feels like it might be more realistic to just like kind of try and make the game go longer uh-huh. um as heartbreaking as that might sound um we are drawing a secret objective up top and then like trying to score it asap yeah um which i think strategically makes us a little bit vulnerable to the secret draw for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a little scary. I, I much prefer a game where I'm looking at my two secret objectives at the very beginning. And what I'm trying to decide is what, what is my final secret objective that I want to score? Yeah. That's the decision I would love to make first. Right. Um, and actually doesn't really get to do that. Um, which I think makes our situation a little bit compromised. Um, so yeah, take Imperial, and get Mechtal Rex and try and make up for lost talent, lost time, or play for that round six situation by just having the most bogus uh, fleets yeah. on uh, on the board and just kind of exercise willpower to try and get um, everyone win slave. Team up with the with the other losers, <laughs> all right, yeah. and force a round six, and then basically say like, all right, we're in round six now, and I have finally enough tempo to win this game, yeah, uh, and then win it. Uh, I, I think I think that will work. Um, I don't have a lot of room in my life for the uh, for the Mechatol Rex thing, just because until we get War Sons online, we don't really have a great path to taking Mechatol Rex. Yeah. So I kind of hate the situation where it's like, okay, we're trying to control Speaker so that I can get Imperial uh, in round five. I don't know that we to say much about speaker position mm-hmm. the, the speaker game is for people that have good tempo and come out of the gate yep. with good economy right extra always feels a little a little bit behind and then suddenly like ahead but in the wrong ways right so make sure you're always keeping uh, a lock a focus on what is my point tempo and yeah. how am i winning this game and if you if you realize that 
there's no that that round five finish is not happening then start planning for that yeah. and maybe start planning for it round three right. you know what i mean and and because extra is actually kind of capable of that um of turning it all around after that hero has come out yeah um, but you you do need to play your hand very carefully yeah i think players are going to be afraid of you but you can do a, a number of tactics to, to slow that down a little bit. Again, yes, you're trying to score quickly, so you're going to have this like awkward point advantage right at the beginning of the game. You're going to be like at three or four when maybe a couple people are at two, and they're like, extra's in the lead. We better do something about him. Ideally, it's too little too late. Um, I, the other reason I like War Sons for extra is this might be a situation where people are like, let's not, let's cut extra out of support swaps. Nothing gets rid of that faster than a war sun, right? Someone would like you to just not attack them. So they'll do a support swap with you because the war suns are on their doorstep. Right. Um, so I think you can find that for one of your bonus points. And then, I mean, I think the war suns can feed into an Imperial strategy in round five. Again, like Hunter said, if you can get speaker on your side, which you you are going to struggle with. I, I agree with that completely. That is, right. that's why extra cannot be painted as the new top tier threat at the table, right? That's right. not what they are. And it's not fair for people to come at it with that much heat. Um, of course, until I'm um, sitting next to an extra in a game, like, I don't know, like the extra right. that's sitting next to me in my async game. And I really want to just like, amp up the idea that they're really threatening even though i don't right. actually feel that way at all you know of course i'm gonna say things in game but does well, that mean see, they're true never i would be worried about sitting next to an extra because i feel like extra is really good at the slade right. now right which is new that's not necessarily what i would have thought they were good at now i feel like they are yeah uh so i would be scared for my own game sure. not necessarily um for the table they're they're just in they're in a very interesting place yeah and extra feels a little like the amount of evolution that we've had with extra from <laughs> TI3 until now yeah. is quite frankly bogus. <laughs> it's kind of just a lot of really weird twists and turns. Uh -huh. This is a faction that this is the first faction I ever played when I yeah. played Twilight Imperium. And one of their abilities was on the first round of combat, combat on defense, they get minus one to the opponent's rolls. Yeah. What? Yes. Where did so that weird. go? Where, 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 and look where we are now. Now I'm like, War Sons. It's War Sun time for the extra. It doesn't really make yeah. uh, any sense at all. Oh, but it's, um, it's beautiful for those. Hey, uh, finally, our, our I can't think of our namesake being less true than any time more than now. They are absolutely yeah. not the masters of peace. They, they run roughshod over the agenda phase and just say, give me exactly what I want right, right. now or I'll throw right. a war sun down your gullet. Like everything about them is aggressive and mean, except for when they're just desperately trying to piece this thing together in the beginning of the game. And right. uh, yeah, what, what, a, what a weird road they've been on but i do think i think firmly extra is now a fun faction like that is that is people there were plenty of people that thought they were fun before but i always thought yeah. they had all these struggles that just meant it was like pretty rough to play as them and not necessarily always a good time i do not think you can have a bad time as extra anymore because even if you have a bad early game you can still have a relevant late game even with things going poorly in rounds one and two yeah they're not really quite my thing, I would say, at this yeah. point. Um, but, like, I think I like the puzzle of the early game a mm -hmm, lot. Mm -hmm. And Extra's early game is really kind of fraught and very, like, yeah. it can be very brutal. Your speaker <laughs> position, round one, can change so much of your game. <laughs> um, that 
it it, it, it can hurt. You can have some pretty painful uh, mm-hmm. early extra games. Like, for example, the one that I posted on YouTube where I spend a lot of times being really grumpy and complaining <laughs> a lot. Like, I complain a lot, and I was embarrassed to put that online. That's really Because I was funny. like, wow, I'm just like... <laughs> You just watch this game and I'm and I'm just like mad the whole Ugh. time. Oh my god, I got to play more extra. It just feels feels bad. And then yeah. it starts feeling great. But it's just <laughs> it's just such a weird such a weird uh kind of uh learning curve on mm-hmm. that faction. Yeah. Um of just learning how to play, how to roll with the punches of like, yeah, the early game didn't go great. Yeah. Um but you got to stay in it because you might swing it all back around in the late game. Right. Wow. Uh, well, so we've sort of done it. We we kind of still have to do a super Nalu guide. Uh, we've we've done an episode talking about the new stuff that Nalu got, but we never that was that was without us touching the stuff very much. Right. So here in the future, we got to do a Nalu guide, and then we will be kind of caught up to Codex Three, which means then the, the the world's our oyster in terms of other super guides that mm-hmm. get to be tackled. So uh, looking forward to how open our shores get. I want to thank our weird bears: Big Al Cappuccino, Squeamish Emu, Brassbird, Brian Kalou, and Dark Jutsu Goondock, Carnal Necrodice Twice, Totally Calculating Poet, Kindred Spirit, Lord Raddington, Bagels, Emilshevsky. Sunfax, Absol, Privix, Ricky, M44, Rwise, and Wecker. And I want to thank Mama's lovely larva. My son is also named Bort, Nerf, Zerg, Baldric, Tautology is what it is. Frank G, Rekka, Jadim Jedi, General Pith, Uncle Baddy, Savant, and Teddy's Jam for you. Homebrewers Guild, we're trying to knock out a few more games. Absol has a delicious set of new agendas that are like more dynamic and interesting. So we're going to just check that out see what's up with the new absol agenda phase uh the absolda phase i don't know what we'll call it uh and then galactic council there is a poll ongoing right now hunter remind us of those options yeah so here are our options these are this is for a big uh galactic council episode at this point um i think you you still have some time i think you, you might have about a week i think on this one um at time of recording actually longer than that i think um but yeah so your options are uh, Space Cats, Peace Turtles, Homebrews, a TI4 scenario. Um, so that's where we just come up with a scenario. We play test it. We play it. It'll be fun. It'll be yep. cool. You'll like it. Come yeah. on. You'll like it. Hey, come on. Um, we play more of the TI4 Alliance mode and report back on that. Um, that's an ep- that's something we've been meaning to get around to for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's doing quite well yeah. in the poll thus far. <laughs> I think that'll be the winner. But hey, if you want to change it, it get in there. Yeah. Um, uh, y'all could also unite around something else. Um, third option is we play Axis and Allies um and uh no one's no well, i mean it's not no one but you know there's that's that one's not doing hugely great so i would encourage people in that you know category to maybe con- consider switching over if you want to <laughs> um and then the last option is space cats peace turtles reviews the new game from leader games it's called ahoy it is sort of like root but it's pirate themed and it's simpler it's much easier i think to pick up and play yeah than uh root is no shade, no shade. No, um, I, and I think it has a strategic depth to it that just rivals any of other leader games' games anyway. So it's like quick to pick cool. up and still a long pathway to mastery. So, uh, so yeah. it's something that yeah. gets gets my motors turning for sure. Yeah, so I would say if you've already voted, um, you know, consider a coalition. Consider wheeling and dealing, yeah. you know? Uh, <laughs> right now, Alliance Mode has like half the votes. Yeah. So if y'all coalitioned, you could uh, switch it up. Not to say that we don't want to do Alliance Mode. No, I want to do that, mode. but... <laughs> That'll be a real easy episode, too. You know what I mean? Like, we'll just play some Alliance Mode and be like, here's how it was. It sucked. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just move on. No, just kidding. Just kidding. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll uh, if like you it. liked this podcast, please rate it on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a five-star rating, and it helps with the computers liking us. And we love it when computers like us. It holds off the invasion just a little bit longer. You can also find our website, SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com. 
patreon.com, which has information about our Patreon, our Twitter, our Discord, our merch, all of those things. I should say it's September, and the murmurings of Tournament 5, I have noticed, are starting to pick up a little bit on the Discord. Mm -hmm. Um, So hopefully here pretty soon we will talk about exactly how that works. The way it always works, though, for people who are not familiar with sort of the methodology is we pick a month, generally something like November. It'll probably be November again. And it'll be become a Patreon, a a patron of our Patreon during the month of November. And then at the Mm -hmm. end of November, we will send out invites to everyone who was a November patron and you will get an invite to the tournament that will then start in January 2023. So that's kind of what we are gearing up for. Tournament 5 is slowly approaching the horizon. Yes, I know we only finished the tournament like two months ago, but it's already time to talk about the next stuff. Uh, so so get yeah. ready. Get ready. Uh, and, you know, there's obviously other reasons to do the Patreon, uh, like our upcoming Galactic Council episodes, all of the uh, Homebrewers Guild stuff we're doing, the what do we call it now this year was the worst name for the 25 dollars tier because i never met the yinsterhood of the traveling van yinsterhood of the traveling uh, van. Are, we, yeah. are people we play games with uh the not space kitties but mama's lovely larva of course you get the shout out but you also get a cool yearly pin a pin for your uh addition into the league of whatever that year's chosen yeah. faction is and, and then weird bears the, are just the ones for freaks, but you also get a jersey to announce your freakdom to everybody yeah. at all the conventions you go to. It is literally my favorite thing now that conventions are coming back that we get to go to them and then see the crazy people with that wildly bright pink and purple jersey. That mm-hmm. what a what I don't know that we even realized how good of a choice we were making. Like we just liked the colors, but now you can pick a weird bear out of a stadium. Uh-huh. You can find mm-hmm. them instantly. You can go to Lucas Oil Stadium, look out amongst the crowd and be like, there's two weird bears. There they are. I found them without even having to walk any closer uh yeah so please please consider yeah. hanging out and get ready for tournament season speaking of tournament five we have um a uh invitational two to also talk about oh gee, guess goodness. what i'm looking right now oh my at gosh. my google spreadsheet uh that has um more than 36 players on it whoa um and that list is uh solid in fact uh pretty much been calculated out where um we have enough uh to start letting people know whether they made uh, the Invitational this year or not. Yeah. I think it would be great to do the Invitational as a kickoff yep. of of Tournament 5 and to raise awareness for the fact that you can um, yeah. enter. So I would expect the Invitational to happen probably in November as we are opening up registration. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be, uh, you know, if you did not watch uh, last year's Invitational, the way the Invitational works is I have... Um, a way of organizing your stats based off your participation in the various tournaments. Um, it's fair and it's perfect, and I will never tell you how it works. Um, <laughs> and then I am able to select uh, 36 players for a quick down and dirty tournament um, where you play. Uh, this year, I'm very excited for the list. Um, it is surprising. It is wild. Um, so those of you that think you might be on that list, I mean, there's only, you know, some of you you probably know for a fact. There's a lot of old guard that I think uh, make assumptions that maybe they'll continue to be on, but uh, they should know how many. Yeah, there's a lot of new folks and a lot of newcomers will be in the Invitational this year. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, it's a a pretty wild list um, and it's going to be really exciting to see uh, all of our old friends from all of the old tournaments uh, to come back and play uh, one more tournament for fun, you know, where you don't, I mean, you don't really get anything for winning the Invitational. It's just kind of a, a fun celebration of yeah. everything that's happened thus far leading up to that point. So be expecting that 
Um, and also, uh, you were you were talking about uh, merchandise stuff. Yeah. Uh, for the Patreon, Matt. Um, September historically has been the month where I really start working on that stuff. I'm catching up. Yeah. Because uh, I'm always behind on it. You should know that. <laughs> I'm always behind on it. Um, but we're going to be talking about uh, more pins and more shirts. Yeah. Very soon. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll be doing a a shipment of both before the next tournament season starts and then we get overwhelmed again. Right. Yep. Uh, so, hey, guess what, Hunter? I have here a lovely little This Imperium Life, a.k.a. Play of the Week for you. You can submit your Play of the Week at SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles at gmail.com. This week's Play of the Week is brought to us by Caldron. Thank you, Caldron, for your submission. I am playing as the Clan of Sar, and I've traded my support for the throne to the Muat player in the agenda phase of round one for the sake of creating chaos. My port side neighbor, wonderful use of the terminology port side there, thank you. My port side neighbor is Mahakt. At the end of the previous round, they left Mechatol open and unguarded. I picked Imperial, and, try, and I'm trying to catch up from a two-point deficit. Jolnar reads my intentions and places a cruiser in the space area of Mechatol Rex to cash in on E-Res siphons. In the previous round, I had made a deal with Mahakt. I had ships in, empty, uh, in an empty space system next to his home system to score populate the outer rim. Have three systems on the edge of the game board other than your home system. Then he would attack me to gain the token and be able to score populate the outer rim himself. However, explore deep space cannon, deep space cannon, explore deep space, <laughs> have units in three systems that do not contain planets is our next revealed objective. All I need to do to score it is take an asteroid field and hold the empty space until I play Imperial. This sounds like a the deal has been altered kind of situation to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why you should never do control objective deals that take more than one round. Uh, just, just to throw that out there. <clears throat> I explain my plan to Mahakt, and he decides to move into Mechatol with three cruiser twos, a fighter, and a mech, and an infantry. Uh, he kills the Hylar vessel and settles in to hold me off. I calmly chaos map a destroyer and move it into the asteroid field, still in, with the hopes of scoring Explore Deep Space. His next activation, Mahakt activates the empty space I'm currently occupying, hoping to stop me scoring that point as well as gaining the token to utilize the Starlancer mech on Mechatol. After a player whose command token is in your fleet pool uh, activates a system, you may spend this from your fleet pool to end their turn. I love that this person included... Uh, the abilities, yeah, which I thoughtful. often forget to do. It's very helpful yeah. for me to remind you when I would otherwise forget to remind you. Uh, he brings a destroyer, a dreadnought, and a fighter to battle my cruiser and destroyer. All ships on both sides are destroyed. So Edict is not able to be used to gain my token for his fleet pool. This allows me to move in with a lone carrier and hold the space area, area now to score my point and to deny his. Next move, I chaos map a war sun and take Mechatol with a carrier, a cruiser, four fighters, and three mechs. Then I play my only action card, Master Plan, allowing me to take a second action and pop Imperial, scoring the Mechatol point I wasn't supposed to have, and explore deep space, which I also nice. was not supposed to have. 
Thank very you cool. very much, Caldron. That was that. That's one of them. I, we wanted. Uh, I, I wanted to find a, a good extra play of the week, but this thing is still so new that nobody sent in any. I had fifteen million dollars. Uh, so I look forward to, like we said before, please send us your insane story. I literally just. I'll do a play of the week that's three sentences long, and it's just that you got more than two attachments on a single planet. That's what I want. Yeah. Please, I'm yeah, fishing. Yeah. I'm fishing for the more attachments than could ever be necessary on yeah, an extra give planet. Us that one. <laughs> <laughs> I want that one. Load it. And then send a JPEG to, yeah. you know, Meme Town or whatever. And I think, we'll all just have a good day I think with Play it. of the Week, uh, we, we've always done these, like, longer stories. I want to encourage people to start sending us Play of the Weeks so that are just like, hey, look at this. It's crazy, isn't it? Isn't that nuts? Well, anyway, see you later. Have a good one. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I love a I love a three sentence play of the week, and I need to do more of them to encourage more people to do them. So starts just sending me the wacky things that happen in a game. That's all. That's all it needs to be a play of the week. Right. Um, all right. Yeah. There it is. Love it. Extra's done. Uh, and uh, what are we doing soon? What is it? What do we want to talk about? What's on the horizon? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got some cool stuff on the horizon. We're um we're gonna hopefully play Inscription. Yep. And review it. We're yeah. going to review a game what? for this show, Matt. <laughs> I don't know if it's the next episode. No. But it, if it isn't, it's coming up soon. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully you will get a review of Twilight Inscription. Five years uh, in if, and Hunter and Matt finally got their first review copy of a board game. We did it, We're doing a review, folks. everybody. <laughs> we're doing a review. We are a normal board game show. Everything's standard here. We're going to tell... Hey, listen. We're going to tell you what to do with your money. Yep. There starting it is. next week. Love that that's what reviews are these days. Hey, what do you want to do with your money? Let me tell what you do you exactly do with what your money? you do. Let me help you decide it. Guess what? It's sort of my money too. And we're going to pretend to be buds. And as if as if we've got the cash in both our hands. And I'm like, what about this? We can play this together. Blah, 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 blah. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>